Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. Please welcome master entertainer and entrepreneur, Mr. David Osborne, as he shares the secrets to leveraging what's unique about you to grow your business, grow your team, and make your dreams a reality. And with that, I will turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today's episode is going to be a heck of a lot of fun, Josh. I mean, I don't know that you get any cooler than being in the music space, the DJ space, the coaching space. Our guest today is, he's in everything, and he's crushing it. Killing it. It's going to be fun. David Osborne, my man, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. So last time the three of us were behind mics together, was at the Stronger Business Summit. Right. And we had a good time, right? You had a good time. I had a great time. I got to be on stage uh, with all those great speakers. And, and you got I to... got to be on stage with all kinds of great music in the background. Man, I Beats really... and, and a new DJ term I learned today. Wiki wiki. <laughs> yeah. And so for th- all of you audience members out there that can't see the motions I'm making, it's the whole like scratching the record is that yeah right? that's, a, that's that's an unsanctioned term but yeah wiki, wiki. unsanctioned yeah yeah it's yeah. uh it's like the unlicensed mickey mouse that you see it's an unlicensed term wiki wiki but you know i love it and i love your energy behind it uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it and everybody needs their accountant to say wiki wiki it's just a part of the deal man if your accountant's not if you saying don't have that, a little bit of wiki wiki in your life come on board the stronger business community we'll teach you <laughs> that's part of what we're going to do today we're going to teach you how to have a little wiki wiki in your business yeah life. that's great but hey man for real though like this is the last, I mean, the last time we were behind mics together in, in a shared setting was at the summit. And David, you freaking killed it, man. One of the things from getting feedback from our audience, one of the things that was like very consistent was like, it was so awesome to have a DJ there, but they didn't just say have a DJ. They're like, the DJ was like a magician. He was amazing. They loved, I mean, just everything about what you added to Stronger Business 2021, man. It was phenomenal, dude. It like, it just took it up a notch. And I'm not trying to, you know, Say we got to have a DJ every year, but it just helped me being a professional rapper like I am. It really, boys, I mean, I'm going to tell you, Fresh Prince out DJ Jazzy. If there's Jeff, a man. stronger business summit event in the future that does not have a DJ, things have gone way wrong. You've gone, like, you've we're gone off in the rails. Like, we're in like big financial trouble or something because you, I mean, you raised the bar, dude. We can't, we're not, we're not going backwards. Yeah, you got to up the fun, yeah. up the up the engagement, guys. So is it? I mean, just almost offend you, though, if people just refer to you as a DJ, because you're like this legit entrepreneur. It's not like you're just going and you by yourself or going and doing a wedding this weekend or something. Like You got a thriving business. You're doing some crazy things in your industry and in your space. Like, but is it, when people think you're just a DJ, does that like make you want to fight or bring, uh, the, no, bring the wiki there, wiki? There was a what? time in my, you know, I have a lot more inner peace now. I, the way that I'll phrase it is, you know, if you ask my kids what I do for a living, they're going to tell you that I'm a DJ because they don't really understand the rest of it. Um, that's how I used to introduce myself at chamber meetings. Uh, like, I'm David. If You know, if you ask my kids, they'll tell you I'm a DJ. But uh, no, not really. I mean, it's still very much a part of what I do. Um, but I, I like when people know that I'm not just a DJ or they know me in other ways. So, Chad, you don't know this, man. This is kind of cool. This is I'm speaking vulnerable here putting my ego on the line. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but every now and then I might have a little bit of an ego. And it used to be, I go to all these chamber meetings and I'm like the cream of the crop there, man. These network lunches and stuff, I get up and talk and people are like, that dude's really good. And then one day we're kind of going around the horn. Everybody gets to stand up and talk. And most people aren't very good at that. And so it's not that hard to stand out. (laughs) And so one day this dude stands up 
and he starts talking to this this cat right here, and it, I'm like, who is this dude? Like, he's freaking awesome, you know? I'm just not used to the awesome speakers being around. He's like, wow, and they're all like, oh my gosh, it's like amazing. Like, he's David Copperfield or something. They were just so drawn in. <laughs> he's doing magic tricks at the network lunch at Carabas. Or but we met at a chamber meeting, yeah. and then here we are a couple years later, you know, doing crazy things on stage and uh, on a podcast, and it's just a little different than than the cold chicken at Carabas that day. So, Amen. Go to your chamber meetings, y'all. You meet some great people. It's amazing. Right? You got to always show up. You got to always show up every single time. You never know who you're auditioning in front of. There you go. Look at where we're at now. But no, man, you 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 made a stronger business so much, so much stronger, so much more fun. Energy vibe. It was awesome. There is, I have so much admiration for businesses that just bring the fun, and you figured out how to bring the fun, how to have fun doing it, and really take something and scale it to a entirely new level with secret societies and groups and masterminds <laughs> and training programs. Now you got on-demand courses and what led you first into the DJ space. And then once you got there, figure out, Hey, I can do bigger and better things with this platform as I learn. And, and as I continue to grow. Yeah. Um, I can tell you the, the way that I got into it and I'll be the first to tell you if you if you could list 150 skills that you could be good at, I'm terrible at 147 of them. I mean, like honestly, I still use uh, Apple Maps just to get around the town I've lived in for 20 years. I'm awful at it. I'm I'm horrible <laughs> at so many things. But the things I'm good at happen to all intersect at musical entertainment. Um, I'm a classically trained trumpet player, so I've got like the music side in the bag. I've always been the guy who tries to make you laugh even when I can't. So even as like a little kid, I was talking to the lunch ladies, being like, you know, my mom made these chips, and they're like, okay, whatever. You know, like I'm just <laughs> always talking to people, always trying to entertain people. Um, and I love creative problem solving, which is I think the part that pulls it all together. Ooh, yeah. um, you know, because as an entertainer, part of my job is to figure out who I'm performing in front of and how I can impact them. So it's like a reverse engineering process. It's the creative problem solving and then it's tying the music, the people and the problem solving together and that's my happy place. Just don't look at the rest of the stuff that I do in my life cuz it's, you know, it's not as clean and pretty, but like so when I was in uh right out of college, as many people experience, going to a lot of weddings, you know, like 24, 25, yep. 26, going to a ton of weddings and my friend group ain't the kind of friend group that I perform for now. This is the kind of friend group that are like <laughs> they're hiring like just some terrible DJs. And I remember going to these weddings being like, <clears throat> did they even know how to wiki wiki? They didn't even know how to wiki wiki, man. They spelled or man. nothing. Yeah, that man. says it all, right? There, David. And I say like, okay, I remember one time I was like, you know, I could do better than this. And one of my friends was like, then do it. And I, I happened to be teaching music at the time uh, at elementary school. And, you know, we were ordering some stuff for, for school. And uh, they something happened with the warehouse, with the company. And so they offered us like a 40% discount to make up for some botched order. And I was like, here comes some DJ equipment, baby. <laughs> so, you know, I bought a ton of DJ equipment on a 40% discount from this thing I got from school. And lo and behold, I just started working. Like, I remember just like, oh, there's going to be a dance at school? I'll do it. There's going to be a dance at that school? I'll do it. Oh, you're getting married? I'll do it for 100 bucks. And I just was working. And uh, just kind of fell into it and loved it. And then, you know, before you knew it, a few years later, I had to kind of start making the choice. Do I keep teaching or do I try and go full time? And it was like, 
it just kind of exploded. Do I want to teach a bunch of elementary kids or hang out at parties all the yeah. time? Yeah. Be the star Tough of the party. Tough decision man. there, man. <laughs> DJ gets more respect than the teacher, bro. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. DJ yeah. gets some credit. I, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't treat my classroom like a lab sometimes. I'm like, look at this cool piece of equipment I got, kindergartners. Let's check this out today. You know, like, are we supposed to be learning about drums? Probably. But today we're learning about sequencers. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'm like, today I'm going to be DJing for you. We're like, you know, and it was a very great way to learn. Oh, we're going to learn lighting today, kids. So, like, I should probably... Oh, man, think about these kids going home, David. They're going home and telling their... They're like, hey, little Johnny, how was school today? And they're like, well, the teacher was doing lights. And they're like, oh, my God, this kid kid has a lying problem. Like, what's up? We didn't talk to somebody? (laughs) These kids were basically experiencing (laughs) the energy... We went to a wedding today! (laughs) Field trip! Like, oh, such imaginations. It's like the same energy of going to, like, the roller rink on four Coca-Colas and a bunch of, like, you know, Twizzlers for these kids every single time they come to music. It's just this hype place that shouldn't be. Anyway, so. I love it. That's so you, awesome. You started doing some stuff then. Let me just quick question from this little appeal to the entrepreneurs that are listening. Were you really concerned with how much money you were making when you were just signing up for doing this? Oh, hey, I'll do a dance here. I'll do the, you know, whatever it is, prom here. When you were just getting started, or were you more just like, just give me the opportunity. Let me get in and practice. I'm in the lab. Not at all concerned. I just knew I had to pay off that credit card that I used to buy the equipment. <laughs> okay. And everything on top of that was just gravy. You know, I, I, I had a day job. So I was like, okay. Um, but it was all about the opportunity. And I was I was just I'm a curious person. So I'm like, okay, well, now I'm gonna do an eightieth an eightieth birthday party. I don't know anything about that. I better research some music and like, you know, just I had to figure it out. So, you know, that's the part. I love the process. I've always loved the process. Sounds like you're pretty strategic too. Like you research or you don't just show up like, oh, I'll bring the fun and the music. You're pretty strategic in researching who you're performing in front of and like you said, kind of backing into what you're going to bring to the table. Oh, yeah. this is this. Uh, how about this week is a super topical time to talk NFL quarterbacks, right? But, yeah. like, I, you know, what I try to explain to people, you know, I'll talk to people in my family, friend groups, people that don't understand what I do, uh, and they think, oh, David, what a great life you must have. You get to work for four hours on Saturday and make bank. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it doesn't work that way at all. <laughs> it's like saying, oh. Small you, business owners, yeah. You don't yeah. ever have to, you don't have to clock in. You don't have to clock out. Right. You go on vacation when you want to. You don't exactly. have to work weekends. You're like, yeah, I can whatever. guarantee you what Joe Burrow is putting in four hours of work a week. Doubt that. You know, like <laughs> think about all the appearances and the workouts and the contracts yeah. and all the other stuff he's got. The business of being a quarterback is all what he does Monday through Friday. Um, nutrition programs and you're like okay well you see me performing for four hours but you don't see all of the the desk work and the growth and the research and the strategy and and, you know all the things that happen to make those four hours pop oh yeah definitely makes sense so you're DJing you obviously quit your day job things are going well and at some point decided hey I I want to start building some other opportunity for people or was it to scale at a higher level to perform more events what was your motivation to grow from there uh, yeah, kind of like what I said uh, about being a creative problem solver. I was like, well, I'm going to stop teaching. That means no more income. And my wife, Whitney, who worked at the school with me, she's like, I'm going to quit too. And I was like, okay, let's Whoa. do this thing. Because, you know, we were starting a photo booth company. And she's like, I'll do that. And I was like, well, I don't know if, you know, that's like that two teacher incomes is amazing, but it's more than zero. <laughs> and then, And the benefits and everything. So we're like, okay, well. If I'm going to try and we need to support our, our, our life, I better find a way to you know, multiply myself and start working. And I didn't know at all what I was doing. Not a clue. I tried to <laughs> bring people on, train them on the job. You know, it was okay. You know, it was kind of like hit and miss. I, 
Um, Josh, you know my friend Chris Plummer. Yeah. He's been with us since 2017. He was our first guy, and so I apologize to him all the time. I'm like, man, I'm really sorry I didn't have better training back then. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you kind of had, like, you just got whatever was there and, like, kind of, yeah. I'm, you stuck it out, man. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, it, just, it was a necessity. We had to figure out how to find other income streams. It's interesting, man, because when you're starting out on anything – for an entrepreneur, especially doing something like what you're doing. Like, so it's, it's one thing, I own a cleaning company, right? Like we're going in behind, like there's nobody's there. Like they're just going to see their product the next day and they walk in, they either think we did a good job or we did it. Your failures are public, man. Like you're like, no, actually everybody look at me. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to spend some music for you out here, baby. We're going to get the wiki wiki. You'll see if I do it right or not. There's a challenge oftentimes with really any of us as professionals, but I think especially entrepreneurs is that we want to look like we got it together. We want to look successful and part of becoming successful is looking unsuccessful. Like, you know, you got to take your bumps and bruises and like learn your craft and to some degree learn it publicly, right? Like in front of some other people. And so uh, I think it's really cool what you've been able to build into the apology to Chris. Be like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry, bro. Like, you know, like, looking back, I know some things now I didn't know then, but it's cool to see the business that you've built. And I think even our topic of conversation today is talking about like not just growing yourself personally for so that you can produce, but like, no, man, how to lead a team in a performance-based company. Like, what you've done, and again, talking about you're not a DJ. Like, that's a role that you can play. It's something that you're really good at. You're an entrepreneur who's building leaders. You're building systems. You're coaching and teaching and training other people, not just how to get better, but how to grow their own systems. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing some crazy things to grow a team and to grow people as leaders. So let's dive into that a little bit, man. I mean, again, you're talking to us about how you brought on your first uh, employer contract or whatever Chris may have been at the time. What have you learned in growing a team that can help the leader out there that's listening, that that's trying to grow in their, in their company or grow their business and like, Hey, I got to bring on some leaders or I got to mentor the people behind me. What are the some things that DJ David Osborne has learned about growing a team and especially in a performance-based company? Yeah, ma'am. Um, <clears throat> I would say that first, my boy, Simon Sinek, who a lot of listeners probably know that name, you know, he says uh, a leader is someone who looks out for the person to the left and the right of you. So I'm honored that I can be a leader and I fail at it often. And I feel like I cringe when one of my employees calls me their boss publicly. They're like, that's my boss, David. I'm like, ah. Like, I know I am, but like. Everybody that says that, dude, I fire them right on the spot. <laughs> I'm like, no. One I mean, strike, you're out. I know that I am your boss, but I mean, I don't want you to, you know. It's semantics, I guess. But That's so funny you think that. Because seriously, I think the same thing. And Chad, on the introductory like onboarding process, is like, by the way, it's not Chad. It's not Mr. Brown. It's boss man. You will call me <laughs> boss man from now on. Yeah. Don't and call I, me Chad. <laughs> never, ever call me Chad. Um, and I think when you're starting out a journey trying to scale anything, you have to be willing to be humble and understand you don't know what you're doing. And be willing to fail. And I think, uh, you know, again, I'm borrowing words from other people, but failing is such a, is such a negative word because I think people feel like the word fail means like you're not good enough. Whereas fail really means you fell off the bike. You need to get back on. It's more like you tried and you slipped. You can get back up. So failing, like you have to get really comfortable with failing and failing publicly and understanding how to be transparent and vulnerable with people because that will that will 
allow, I mean, I had a relationship with Chris from music school. So that's probably one of the huge reasons he stuck with me at the very beginning, because we had a personal connection. If I brought someone in today and I, and I trained them like I did him, they'd probably be gone in a week. You know, so I have to understand that bringing in people you don't know, you have to, you have to connect and you have to be a real person with them in, or, in, the, in a performance-based company. Because this is something you're asking people to be real and vulnerable in front of other people. Yeah. And it's got to start immediately from the beginning. All right, I got a question for you there. When we, when we yeah. talk about failure and performance companies, and yeah. you're not only a performance company, you guys are and girls are performing at the most important event in some people's lives at that moment. So stakes are high. Mm-hmm. So you talk about being able to fail and being okay to fail. I get that personally, but when it comes to people you're bringing in on your team or people you're hiring or people you're a boss of, um, <laughs> does being okay with failure mean there is a understanding and a forgiveness for you as the business owner of them failing along the way and a, a pissed off bride or something happens when somebody else is DJ and is that, does that leadership show up for you in failure, meaning that, hey, I understand there's going to be problems along the way? Yeah, I think that there's uh, no, my DJs and my staff know that I've got them all the time. I've, like, I've got your back and I've got you not only as a person. I tell people when they're, when they're interviewing, I said, this is a job that's going to transform your life. This is not a job that you're going to have for six months and then you're out. This is a transformational opportunity for you that I've watched so many people go through, and they are different humans. Uh, I've got a DJ on my staff th- now. Hold on, hold on. I think we need to maybe consider ending this episode now because you're making me want to quit my job <laughs> and become a DJ. I mean, what a sales You pick. would be a great like, DJ. transform your you would, life. You would like, be. I got, you know, I know a guy. Live on the beach. Keep going. I mean, it's a, <laughs> I've seen this infomercial. Dude, I'll buy the DVD. My God. It really, yeah, but it really is. You know, um, there's a DJ that works for us who's an elementary school teacher, and uh, one of the most moving things he ever said was <clears throat> he had to go to court. Uh, it was like a defects thing and he had to speak on, in court and he said that our MC training component allowed him to speak with confidence through an emotional situation to actually make a difference in a child's life in a defects case and I was like <clears throat> I'm not crying you're crying like what and I'm like that's a transformational life change so um, you're gonna fail on that process but I think the overall way that I have found to have um, people enter a training program in an environment where they could fail and fail big um, is to manage expectations and to set the systems up to manage the client expectations from the start. Okay. Um, and I can, I can give you like a kind of a brief. So for years, one of the reasons our training program was so lackluster is that our, our signature brand, the one that costs a lot of money, is uh, Sound Insight. <clears throat> and that's the one, if I put someone brand new into DJing, our clients have really high expectations. They're the kind of couples that are like, hey, I've been to 20 weddings. I need hours to be better than that. And we're like, we got you. Well, that takes, that, you know, that takes some guts to, that's a good brand promise, right? Yeah, that's right. Someone who's on their third wedding can't promise that. That's not going to happen. So we've got a second DJ company. It's the Athens DJ Service. The Athens DJ Service is a company where, well, we call it like our minor league team. The DJs are still super solid. They've been through training with us. They know what to do. But the types of clients and couples that are looking for a simple wedding, something that's not big and flashing, they don't have as high of expectations, they're booking this other company. And so those guys don't have, you know, you can buy a Kia. You don't 
an ex- you, you want a Kia. I bought a Kia. I didn't want a Porsche and had to settle for a Kia. You know what I'm saying? You're getting what you paid for, and everyone knows that from the start. So the, the pressure is way lower. So you tiered expectations and price points for customers, so you're able to introduce people with more opportunity for forgiveness and understanding and failures along the way. Correct. And I guess that also beads a some sort of a funnel or a feeding system into the Sound Insight. Correct. The premier product. Yeah, Correct. I think I saw somewhere one of your taglines for Sound Insight is uh, it was something around the best wedding your friends have ever been to. And I was like, man, that's powerful. It is powerful. That's Damn. a bold statement. That is like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, ah! Right. Well, I was, I was working with a brand uh, specialist, and um, for years, I would get on a sales call or a consultation, and that wasn't, the language wasn't on our site, and I would jokingly say, it, say, you know, it's funny, like, it says all these words, like, oh, you know, we at Sound Insight will provide you a standout celebration you can be proud of, blah, blah, blah all these words. And I'm like, but you know what I really mean is we're just going to throw you a kick-ass event that your friends will be really jealous of. And I, and I told this lady, she's like, so why don't you just write that on your website? And I was like, I don't know. It sounds a little, like, hairy. So she kind of twisted around to make it sound, make a, little, it sound yeah. a little more polished. A little bit more polished, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it gets to the heart of what we try to do. Did you did you tear that out from the start, or is that a learning process of oh I need to trial and error this and figure it out a little different right now? Chad's asking these questions because he's like, dude, I'm gonna make my own like minor league team. Yeah. I got the tax shelter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have like the wax shelter or something like you know, just bring them in. It's like, hey man, <laughs> the wax shelter. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like your taxes is gonna be whack, bro. Like you ain't gonna like it. it ain't gonna be good, but they'll be done. The IRS ain't gonna get with, you. Like, some like terminology for some like three tier tax system. I think yeah. you said the wax shelter. It's the it's wax. CKS. Oh, it's I think like W A X as in like Brazilian. He, you know or, what? Don't give him any more I business ideas. I have no ideas. idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about my own business. We, we talk about wax. talking about vinyl. He'll We're roll, talking about the wiki wiki. <laughs> Back to the wiki wiki. Back to the wiki wiki. Yeah, you only get, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do business with the, the premier product of the tax shelter to get the wiki wiki. Get the wiki wiki. If you go. just want the transactional tax return, we got to call that. It's an add on service, not to be expected. Here. That's yeah. a system for managing expectations from your clients. Yeah, I'm going to give you, you a from tax data. return your friends will be jealous of. Boom. You know what? <laughs> that wouldn't be not too far off the. From the I'm going to get you a tax return so big you can hire Sound Insight to do your <laughs> oh, next Oh, man. Video. You'll have like yes, an income tax return some. party. Wiki, wiki, yeah, wiki. this is good. There. We're working on it. So, David, I love one of the things you said, man, as far as in like growing it. So, we're talking about growing a team, right? And it's a performance based company. So, this isn't, again, this isn't a company that's doing a service behind the scenes. This is like, no, this is something where you're out in front. And I think that it's cool, man. You said this about casting, like casting a vision. I think you used the word cast a vision and um, about what it will do for you. And man, that's so cool because this is a hard job. Like it, there's, there's, I think there's a, a thought with what you guys do. It's like, oh dude, this is like sexy and fun. And it's like, well, no, nah, there's a lot of homework to do. And like, you know, you're, you, it's, it's, it's not all fun. I've just learned from Instagram. Apparently you pull trailers with flat tires across the states <laughs> on the weekends oh and you're never home and you know, I mean, it's all sorts uh, of It is. There's a yeah, it's like way hey, more this challenges is, this is a lot of work yeah. that goes into it because it's not like every every event you're going to go DJ is like 5 minutes from your house. You may be going a couple of hours down the road or whatever it may be, but what I think is cool is that part of growing a team is when you're bringing people on the team, you got to be able to acquire the talent, right? You got to be able to if you're going to grow a team, you got to be able to recruit somebody and then explain to them, this is why what we do matters and why you should be a part of it. And I love that you cast a vision of, let me tell you, not about what we do, but about what it's going to do for you to go through this learning process and to be a part of our team. I think that it's really easy as business leaders and entrepreneurs to forget that. We start focusing immediately on, hey, this is what your job is going to look like. 
this is what you're going to do. You mentioned Simon Sinek, start with why. This is what you're going to make. Yeah, yeah, like all of the detailed like components of like <clears throat> A plus B plus C equals your job, and you're starting with why. This is this is what this job is going to do for you personally. This is why this is going to be awesome. And then you told us a story, and I don't know if that's part of your onboarding process. You tell everybody that story. I don't even know if it's real. I'm not sure, but it sounds amazing. Um, no, but for real though, it is like when you tell the story, like in Austin, like seriousness, I'm like, dude, that's an amazing story. Like I would never be like, if I was in that courtroom, I would never think like this dude's able to communicate the way he's communicating because he's a DJ. Yeah. But that guy knew I was able to communicate in this particular setting, because I've learned how to communicate in front of people. I probably learned how to read a room. Like I learned how to package the content of what I'm going to say from doing this, because that's one of the things you guys would learn uh, and what you do for sure. But I think that's an amazing part of growing a team that, I mean, I'm a vision-oriented kind of guy that I forget about a lot of telling them, like, let me tell you what this thing's, like how this is going to make you stronger. And so, dude, thanks for bringing that point to us, man. That's that's a big deal. Chad can learn from that. He really uh, you have no idea. I honestly, I got an interview tomorrow at lunch, and I'm like thinking through right now, like, man, we're gonna transform your life here. I'm, I guarantee I'm, I'm, he'll use your same story <laughs> about the court like, case. This guy was in this deep I had, trial. He was able to do your. He was able to do the judge's taxes he, right on the spot. He amazing. knew how much money it was gonna cost for his kid for the next ten years because of what we taught him here at the tax shelter. I mean it, it changed totally, his life and that it one saved moment. his family. I mean, I'll be honest, I take <laughs> yeah. all the credit. But, um, yeah. and I <laughs> I think that, you know, um you gotta have good raw raw ingredients though. You know, I think when you're bringing on a like for a performance based team, you know, and like you're you have you have tax accountants, that's a performance based yeah, sure. team too. So, you know, yeah. what I hire for and what you hire for are gonna be super different. Mm-hmm. Um and um, I can train skills all day long. I can teach you how to do anything, but if you are a really great human, oh, the rest I can do. But if it, you know, if there's like real strong holes in in different areas, like I'm I'm looking for our core values. You know, if I if I can see our three core values in you, like when I bring you on, you're gonna be a superstar. All right, can you give us an example of that? Like in real world setting for you, what are the core values that your company has, and then how are you analyzing that? when you're bringing somebody, potentially bringing somebody onto your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first core value is to be a guide. Now, when I'm looking for someone, I don't know how good of a leader or a guide they are in that moment, but I can look for how servant-hearted they are. I can talk to them about things that they've done or give, you know, who's the last person you helped, uh, what's the last fun thing you did, and who'd you do it with. I can ask them questions that are leading questions to figure out how they interact with other people. Do they use I a lot in their sentences? Are they talking about other people? Um, even their first interview, technique is I, I asked you to send me a 30 second video of yourself telling me why you think you'd be a great DJ. I honestly don't even care what your answer is. I just want to see first of that you did it. And secondly, what are you talking about? Is it I like music and I like to DJ or man, I love to make people happy. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You get an interview. Okay. You know, so I'm looking for that servant heartedness from the start. Second is to be curious uh, because, you know, I talked about that 80th birthday party. If you're not curious, you're going to show up and be like, I got this in the bag. And you're like, no, you don't. Because yeah. I need to be asking that question of like, all right, my Everybody my likes Beyonce. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, all the single ladies is great for the 80-year-old crowd. No, but I would imagine though you'd be thinking like, well, the music I play for this group may need to be different than the music I play for the sorority party. A hundred percent. So the curiosity aspect of like this, if I get the right person, they're going to ask that type of question. Yeah. And I think that speaks to being coachable. It speaks to humility. It speaks to like, Am I willing to soak up whatever you guys have to offer me? 
And the last is to be positive. My favorite way to say it is the true at Kathy way, or I don't know if it's true at Kathy, it's Chick fil A, is the, to have fun under pressure. Um, but I don't want to just. That's good. I just don't want to steal that, that sentence Ooh, directly. Wow. Boy, you steal it because I'm stealing it from you. <laughs> but I have fun under pressure because. I'm using that tomorrow in the interview. <laughs> Chad will be like, man, last <laughs> night I, I came up with this idea. Transform your life. If you can perform under, have fun. What is it? Have, have fun under pressure. Have fun under pressure. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you want to practice that before you deliver it in your interview. Do so we want to talk about being positive, right? And fun so, under pressure. <laughs> Pressure's got two S's, right? I think so. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, that, and that goes to, there's so much, you just said it before, we're performing in front of people at their most important day of their life. Mm-hmm. The pressure is unreal. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of confidence that comes with a lot of experience, but especially when you're starting out, that's very intimidating. And the, the, the idea that you can stop, separate yourself from that stress, smile, even if you're just hating it on the inside, you can smile and you can just like project energy to other people, even when you're not feeling it. I mean, that's going to get you so far. Yeah. All right. So question, you know, it's about the other people. It's always like that person knows that I'm not here to be the, I'm not here for everybody to celebrate me. I'm here because these people need to have a good time. And I can help them, so I need to figure that out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Stronger Business Summit. For the 30 minutes while people are coming in, I'm singing and dancing along to the music on stage. Not because I just want to do that. I know that I can, I, 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 per, I, David, it's one of the three things I'm good at. I can send my energy to every corner of the room. And if you're sitting there on your phone, you're going to notice, and you're going to be like, this guy's got some energy on stage. I, what, what's this going to be today? And you, you're getting them, you're, you're sending out the vibes, you know, and yeah. they're collecting it, whether they... You're transferring that feeling, exactly, because right. somebody who's bringing the energy into the room, and that, in this case, it's you, right? You're like, I'm, I'm bringing a higher level of energy. Nobody in here is going to be able to ignore the fact that I got some energy. Yes. I want it to reach you, yeah. and, um, and you can do with it what you want from there, but I'm so, going to share it, yeah. So somebody aligns with your core values and your ding, 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 hey, I think you'll be an awesome fit. Yeah. Do you have things built out to highlight those strengths, or does – Somebody that joins your team as a DJ, do they have to be a performer, a, an extroverted person at a party, but then also come back and behind the scenes sit down and be extremely detailed in the editing process for five hours? How, what, what do you do as far as a team of highlighting strengths, or does everybody have to have a certain level of ability to adapt between performance and then strategy, editing, all those things? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> it's very topical. We're hiring right now, but there's, um, there's a, there's a threshold. There's a baseline of what I'll tolerate. Right? Okay. There's like, okay. Um, if you, that, that's why you don't know, send me that 30 second video. I want to make sure that you show up on time and I hope someone that applies for the job is listening to get all the keys to the test. <laughs> the answers to the test, right? <laughs> like I heard you on that podcast, you know? Um, <laughs> so you're like, uh, they do all the things. They jump through the hoops. They're earning trust. I, I, it's like you go to Chuck E. Cheese. You have no tickets. You, you do a game well. You get more tickets. They're, they're getting tickets, right? They're they're advancing to the next step of the hiring process, and they're checking off boxes for me. So they show up to the Zoom appointment on time, like not even a minute late. They're on time. Cool. That went well. Meet me for coffee. Um, my DJ Ian, who I hired him back in the summer. I showed up to Jittery Joe's to meet him for coffee, and he was there before me. And I was almost like, here's your contract. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. You know, like, that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for in that conversation that you uh, are there either five-ish minutes before our time, and you give energy to the, to the conversation. Like, those are my baselines. My baseline is, like, if I ask you to do an assignment that you did it. Cool. Like, if, if you can do that, 
Anything else from there I can pretty much work with, right? I've got people that are more people people. I've got people that are more music people. I've got people that are more production people. And I can build systems and support to accommodate your weaknesses. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah, it is. So you, you, are, you have a base level of adaptability and expectation for everybody, but then you also build to wherever their strengths or weaknesses are and yeah. help support that and protect it from a business standpoint. Now, once... Once this team is assembled and once somebody's onboarded with you, what do you do about goals or achievement or their path from, from that standpoint? Yeah. Um, so as all my guys started the minor league team. We're in the second company. And they, they know from the start that they could make it to the next company. They could. And then once they're in that second company, their pay and their booking rate is contingent on a lot of different factors. So there's this continual growth built into the systems. And then we do one-on-ones, just like any other, you know, like a big company or small company, even non-entertainment company, I guess. We're doing one-on-ones quarterly, and we're doing quarter, uh, one-on-ones where I'm asking for, what is your goal? What's, in, what's something that you can improve on in the next 90 days that you could actually measure? And then what's something that I can do to help support you with that? And then I also want you to know that, is there something that I can support you on that's not business? Is there something in your life? Is there something that, hey, I... Um, I need someone. I need someone to help me figure out how to build a fence. Well, that's not me, but I I know a guy. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. what's something personally that you might be struggling with, or want help with, or support with, or a friend. And you know, one of my DJs was like, I just want to go to lunch, and I was like, okay, let's go, let's do it. You know, okay, please. Um, what is it that's not that's just a personal goal? Because I want to be there for you that way too. That that really speaks to the transformative side of the job. Dude, that's awesome. So I want to back up one step real quick. Yeah, I think this is something I know for me. This was huge. Um, figuring out for our company where our core values were. Because, I mean, everybody hears, you need a mission, you need a vision, you need to know your core values. But it's some, it can be difficult to really come come up with it because there's, there's a billion things that you could choose to be like, they all sound good, right? You can have all these things. So you were able to nail down, it sounds like in three questions, like if I can answer these three questions about these people, and again, I understand there's a couple other benchmarks. You want to see that they're timely and that they're executing, you know, and sure. what, they, what you've asked them to. But you came up with these questions to figure out if they're a core value fit. I know for us, we have seven core values for our company, but I have two questions at the end of an interview that the interviewer has to to answer about that person. You're going to like one of them because you've mentioned this company. Um, The first question for us is, would we be proud to introduce that team member to our client? So we're a cleaning company, right? So would we be proud to walk up into the client's office and say like, hey, this is is Joe. He's going to be cleaning for you at night when you're not here. And then the second question we're answering is, is this person Chick-fil-A enough? Because we love Chick-fil-A's model of customer service. So we're having to answer those two questions to figure out if this is a core value fit. But I got angry one time, David, because our company sucked for a minute. And I really did. And so honestly, I looked at, I was like, what are all the things that are terrible about the company right now? And I wrote them down. And I said, what are the answers to this? Like, I think these things are terrible because they are violating something I hold in my core as valuable. And that's how I was able to come up with the core values for our company. Now, for you, with all the things you're doing, what was that process like? Did you really just have a sit-down brainstorm session at some point where you're able to, to quantify these are the things that are important to me? Or did you have some some instances or stories where something happened, you're like, ooh, I don't like that, and it helped to, to shape what your values were? Um, I can tell you that when I tried to write core values based on books I had read and um, speakers I had heard, I failed every time because I was trying to think about a team that didn't exist. And I also was really inexperienced with hiring. So I can't remember where I got this 
thought from. It may have been my own idea. It may have been a dream. I could have heard someone say it. I don't know. I'm gonna not take. I'm not gonna take. Um, responsibility for it in case someone else came up with if it. If you don't take credit for this, Chad's going to, man. <laughs> but, Please own this. Uh, my three core values are me. That's who I am. And I figured if if I am the brand child, if I am the reason why for 12 years or whatever it was, my phone was ringing off the hook, well, that's the answer. The answer is I can't clone David. There's not another David, but there are other people that share my core values. So you're able to sit on at some point and say, what is it about me? that makes me stand out in this market, in this right. industry, and then quantify, well, I need to find some other people that pass the same test. Yeah, it's peeling back the layers because it's not about the music. The music is a tool to get a result, right? Uh, it's not about the lights. It's not about the equipment. It's not about that I show up on time. It's that when I walk into a room and I see vendors that I haven't seen in six months, it's like we haven't missed a beat because we have relationships. And it's about... My couples, my brides I work with, they hug me the moment I, I get on site. That's because we have relationships. And that's because I spend so much time and energy guiding them and serving them pre-wedding and being curious about them and like, infusing them with just hella amounts of positivity that that's why those events are so successful. The music side is what everyone sees, but the groundwork's been laid. So I'm like, well, I need, pe I need people that have that same engine. And then I can just train the rest of it. Now, this is so cool. So, all right, so far you've given us three specific things I've written down about how to grow a team in a performance-based company. And number one was casting a vision. That's As you're bringing people on, you cast a vision of what this opportunity can mean for them. Uh, the second thing is the core values and being able to make sure that the people you're bringing onto the team to cast a vision for measure up to the people you want on your team. And then the third thing you've mentioned so far is that you have intentional one-on-one -on -one time with the people you bring on your team. Now, cool thing, I'm seeing here as you're talking is it seems to me, David, that those one-on-ones consist of you being your core values to your team mm -hmm. and those types of moments. So I would assume that the people that work with you, they feel heard, they feel seen, they feel appreciated, and they feel the same way you were talking about you make the brides feel. You're making your team feel that way. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing is, again, is like, I mean, especially right now in, the, in today's market of like labor market, there are so many opportunities for people. Like anybody, if you get fired today, man, you got a job tomorrow, like with a signing bonus somewhere. And so how do you, like you got to, if you're going to grow a team, you have to get really good like wanting, making your team want to stay with you. And so how are, what are the keys to doing that? And I just imagine as you're saying these things, I'm like, oh man, I bet when you're sitting down doing a one-on-one -on -one with these people, they're walking away thinking, Man, I, I'm really glad I had that last 30 minutes or 60 minutes with David. And I've just never had that experience when I've sat down with Chad. I just feel like you need to <laughs> sign him up for your course, bro. I don't know what it is. I'm it's like, oh my Probably gosh. because the relationship has already uh, been dented at the moment because everybody on the team got ninja shirts except Chad. Chad's really upset yeah. about his ninja shirts. So. For all you out there that wasn't a part of the pre-show, Apparently, everybody in the cleaning company got these really, I mean, you agree, David, it's it's a pretty awesome shirt, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a Athens Cleaning Company logo infused with like a ninja and a headband and like, I mean, I think it says something on the sleeve, like it says night ninjas. Night, yeah. It says night ninjas on the sleeve. Yeah, I that's like pretty that cool. I mean, I get these, I got these like 
t-shirts with pockets with this like non-visible logo that's the so problem like, hey, listen man charcoal pocket. gray you know, that's just, the problem and why i haven't given you one of these shirts is because we don't have any with a chest pocket for your pocket protector <laughs> and so i just don't want you to be like putting a pin on the neck you know and like saying. bleeding ink all over your shirt it's hard to have this amazing relationship with your business partner when you don't even give them a ninja it's shirt it's bad for our brand when you're trying to pocket protect you don't outgrow ninja stuff i'm that's just saying i'm in my 40s i still like ninja stuff <laughs> David, man, what are the other things other than making sure that your team has got the uh, the, the cool T-shirts, um, the cool kid t- T-shirts? What are the other pieces, man, you've seen We're as far as tax shelter ninja stars, and you're not getting <laughs> ninja stars. <laughs> yes, everybody's accountant needs a ninja star. That's perfect. Um, we, oh, good God, I'd like to see those guys trying to throw them down there. your tax debt. <laughs> there you go. I want to talk about specifically. So part of part about growing part of growing a team, excuse me, is developing yourself as a leader like you got to be a leader worth following or to truly be able to be to build a team like somebody ha- does have to be the boss man um and again you and i we would we would agree like we don't really want that that label because i think and, and chad I'm, I'm making fun of chad but he's i think he's good at this too like all three of us would resonate and this is why we teamed up with stronger business summit is that we we like that that guide role we, we like feeling like we can help prep people to be the hero in their own stories and but part of doing that, if you're going to be the guy, that you got to develop yourself. And so what ways has David Osborne positioned himself to where you are capable of, I mean, the, casting the vision? That's a leadership thing. Creating the core values, that's leadership. Doing one-on-ones, that's lead, these are all leadership. How have you developed yourself? What are the maybe the components that you've had in your leadership growth and development that our audience could do something similar? What are the pieces that, of the puzzle that have made you who you are from a leadership perspective? Yeah, it, it goes to that number two core value, being curious, uh, being a lifelong learner, never being satisfied with where you're at. Um, I think um, just understanding that no matter what you think you're good at, there's always room that you can keep, that you can grow. Uh, and I said this kind of earlier about, I think we were on air, either that or it was before, but you, you know, you're know, you always performing, right? You're always, you're always, always, always on stage, whether you realize it or not. And your personal brand is what gets you your next opportunity. And um, I've been, I don't even call it luck. I don't, I don't think it's luck. I feel like I've helped to orchestrate some of my own opportunities in the past three to four years that have put me in some really excellent positions to be in peer groups that are, that make me not the smartest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? which is exactly what I need. I, do n- I never need to be the smartest person in the room. It's not good for anybody. So <laughs> it's just not. You know, so I need to be in a place where I'm maybe somewhere in the middle or even towards the bottom. And I can learn and absorb and be curious and create relationships in those groups that are going to um, not only serve me, but I want to also serve those groups too. I want to give to those groups. I want to get from those groups. Um, and, and it's through, it's not even through like presentations in those groups or nothing formal. It's from the it's from the side conversations. It's from the relationships I've developed with one or two people here or there, and they're like, "Oh man, I just read this book. You got to check this out." And then I got switched on to Donald Miller. And I'm like, "Oh my god, like what?" And I never would have even found out about that book had it not been for a, a, every Monday morning at 11 a.m. on an, I'm on a Zoom call with other DJ company business owners around the country, and just off the, off the cuff one day someone mentions it, and I'm like, "I'm gonna get that," you know. So you have to be in the room where it happens. Now let's talk about getting in the room where it happens for a second, because a lot of our listeners are young entrepreneurs. I love that reference too. That's awesome. Um, 
are young entrepreneurs and they feel like to get in the room where it happens, you have to fake it till you make it or prove yourself. And that's the opposite, I feel like, of what you're saying of being curious. Mm -hmm. Because curiosity comes with being humble, with listening more than talking, with not trying to shine, with trying to absorb. What what is that balance of getting in the room where it happens, uh, but also keeping that curiosity and that that humbleness as you grow? Uh, Goes back to core value one, being a servant, being a servant-hearted person. And I think there can be there can be some elements of strategy to that. I think, uh-huh. you know, I'm a strategic person, not everyone's strategic, but I think um, if you understand that there are opportunities at an event or there are people you could meet at a chamber thing or there's a nonprofit, there's a, like a, a fundraiser or a stronger business summit. Like if you're not at a summit, you're not meeting anybody because you're not there. So like you have to actually go to the things, right? And then you have to give energy without any expectation of a return. Some relationships might take a decade to mature. Some could take a week. I've, do you know how many times, how many times have I had a dollar for someone to say, oh, oh, I love your DJing. I'm going to hire you. And I'm like, until there's money in the bank, I don't believe it. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> people, oh, I'm going to buy your training program. I don't believe it until there's money in the bank because a lot of people say stuff. So you just can't, you can't worry about it. You can't stress about it. You have to just constantly, constantly give and provide value to people. I told you guys last year with the with the SBS, I was like, I don't I don't even need to be paid for this. I just want to give to this community because I know surely it's this year, it's a decade from now, something will return in some sort of opportunity. You're strategically investing in yeah that servant leadership uh, and that serving other parts of entrepreneur community yeah. and knowing hey, in some way this is going to come back, and you're you're also putting yourself in different communities and groups uh, to learn and to continue to grow and be around awesome speakers, which I think is really cool and comes back to that side of being in the room where it happens or being in these different communities or, or joining these different groups and continuing to grow. How much of a difference has that made for you in scaling your business or being able to learn how to build teams? Oh, it's been, it's been astronomical. You know, my teacher, my background is as a teacher. And not, I'd never went to business school. And so everything that I learned takes me one step closer to actually knowing what I'm doing in a business. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, look at that. Finally figured out, you know, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, just being around those people that have it figured out or have parts of it figured out, hearing what they say, it might not click with you today, but when you need to hear it, it's like when, you, when you're looking for a new car and now all of a sudden you see our is new car ads or all, now you start noticing all the Jeeps on the road because you're looking at Jeeps. It, it, it changes your awareness. It changes of what your brain is willing to not filter out because all this noise is coming at you all the time. Yeah. And as soon as you open it to be like, hey, I just need to be aware and present because uh, I'm looking for you know, a financial advisor. And all of a sudden now, everyone's a financial advisor and you're like, okay. I start to see it now, and I said, "Okay, does this make sense?" Like, yeah, it does completely. You have to like you have to put yourself into it, and put yourself out there, and you have to just be willing to receive. Uh, and at the same time, you you can't try to be what you're not. You can't like just take someone else's playbook and be like, "All right, I'm gonna just do it just like you." No, 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 no. That's not gonna work. <laughs> like, you have to just kind of absorb people and. Don't try too hard, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's, man, that's awesome. So, okay, all right, a couple things for that in regards to groups and community, because all of us need, we need to get in community with other business owners, and it, we can do it in different ways. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, you and I met at the Chamber of Commerce. That's a great thing for people to be a part of. If, they're, if you're a business owner, it's great. 
if you're the business leader, if you're sales, like whatever, it's just a great thing because you will connect with some great people. And I think everybody should be part of the chamber. But there's also the element of like industry specific masterminds or groups that you can be in or um, maybe something that's specific to like a lifestyle type thing. For instance, like the Choose FI community, people that they just want to figure out finding the, the, the fastest, fastest path to financial independence. And so they group together and some of them are trying to do it through real estate and some of them are doing it through small business. But if they have a category of interest where they join in, join together. I'm a huge proponent of that. I had never really done that that often um, outside of free versions of that. So I learned how to build a cleaning company by doing a lot of research in free groups for like cleaning businesses. Now, the, the good thing is there's a lot of information and it's free. The bad thing is you don't necessarily know if the person giving the information is credible or not. So you still are try, fail, and adjust. The last year and a half or so, I've actually paid to be part of some industry-specific groups. So not the chamber, but like, no, this one's for cleaning. This one's particular for lifestyle, for how I want to live my life. And dude, it's so much different. And I know you've done some of this too, because it's, again, it's like, well, now the only people that are here, they had to pay to be here. And so they got some skin in the game. Most likely if they're paying to be here, like they probably got some success, like some fruit on the tree. They may be at a lower level than I'm at right now. They may be at a higher level. I got into some industry specific groups where there was companies 20 times the size of, of ours. It was like, you know, they, they know more than, than we do. So there was a humbling aspect and there's some smaller too. And then Chad and I recently both, I guess in the last six months or so, both got into a group that's more lifestyle oriented where it's like, Hey, instead of building your life around your business, build your business around your life. You know, it's called total lifestyle freedom or total life freedom. Uh, one of our recent guests, Vincent Puglisi, he runs it. And after he was on the show, I was like, dude, I like what you're doing. Man. I got to get, in this group. So I found where that's like a huge thing, but you're in some industry specific groups. I know of, you were telling us a story earlier. I don't know if you can even tell us legally or not, <laughs> but you're in a, like a pretty, a pretty legit, like cool yeah. industry specific group. I'm in a few different groups. Um, the, I think the way to like, maybe I'll reverse engineer it. So I'm in a group that's, it's a benchmark group. It's called the DJ's think tank. And, the, and it's a group that's everyone at least started as a DJ. And some of the guys don't DJ anymore. You know, maybe one guy's now got a water company or whatever it is. But everyone started as a DJ and they found their entrepreneurial chops that way. And then we all connect as business owners who happen to have DJ companies. That makes sense. So Yeah, there's a common thread there. The flavor of the group is we all are talking about DJing, but it's the business of DJing. And we do care about the craft, but it's not, it's secondary, I would say. There's other groups that are more craft-oriented. And it's a group that's just, it's, it's, um, it's not an easy group to get in and it's not something that you can really apply for. And it's like, it's getting into a group like that is such a perfect example of always putting your best foot forward and always just performing. And like you could, I follow, you can follow the breadcrumbs from extra special people here in town because for years we've been a, like a platinum sponsor of extra special people. We don't want a single thing in return, nothing. So I show up, we DJ, we provide photo booths. We just really believe in their mission and we just want a great outlet to provide. Well, it also happens they've got a great big audience. You know, They've got events, they're really, really fantastic at that. Well, um, one of the employees had a wedding, naturally because we were a, um, a sponsor. They thought of us, did the wedding. At the wedding, one of the guests was like, Hey, I'm a DJ. 
which happens like every single event. You know, so <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So Chad was at this wedding. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like, hey, wink, wink, winky, winky. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whatever, Lucy. Okay, bye. Um, it turns out they really were, and they were actually pretty legit. And they were in this benchmark group that I'm talking about. And so they invited me to go to another industry conference that is open to the public, but it was one of those ones that you mentioned. It's called the DJ Collective. And it was out in Scottsdale, Arizona. God, these are good names. Think <laughs> tanks, yeah. collectives. It was, it was in uh, Scottsdale, be Arizona. With name <laughs> the Stronger Business Collective. Yeah, our stuff sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I networked and met some people there, just giving out good vibes, you know, trying not trying to get anything back from it. And then it was like a few weeks later, you know, I got a phone call from the guy who was at that wedding I was at, and he was like, "Hey, man." Uh, one of the guys, there's this guy that's going to call you. Just whatever he just says, just say, like, all right. And I was like, pardon? Like, what are you, what are you yeah. talking about? I'm like, I need a little mean? more detail. <laughs> I'm a fun guy, but just one, at least one detail, please. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, then I get a phone call, and they're like, hey, you know, we're, we'd like to invite you to interview for the DJ's Think Tank. And I was like, I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. So, um, and, and my experience in it is it's very much like, um, they want you to be able to share freely within the organization, and not just business. They mean everything you would say like if some like uh there was a guy who spoke on stage this past year who it was a father and son a father who was um they were doing a succession a succession plan from father to son and they're both standing on stage and this room is so tight-knit of a community that someone can feel comfortable raising their hand and saying hey like that's really great financial information can you talk about how this has affected your relationship as father and son and your with your grandchildren and it, it wasn't like anyone was like, oh, what? Yeah. Everyone, like they just answered it. And everyone like got a piece behind the curtain that you would only get if you were at lunch with someone and uh-huh. really close friends with. It's that kind of, you know, because they know that we're not going to go out and share this information with other people. Um, but it's just, you know, every single step getting in an organization just came from putting stuff out. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing, but... Um, how has being a part of groups like that impacted you on learning how to grow your team? It's It's been the inspiration to know. It's been like the confidence, the B12 shot oh. to know that I can do it. Yeah. It's the nobody the way that the way that I'm growing my team right now is different than anyone's done it that I know of. Mm-hmm. So I'm not taking a page out of someone's playbook. It's taking the confidence it's, it's knowing that I have the support of 49 other people that if I ask them to like, hey, uh, could you beta test this program for me? They're like, yep, I got you. It's knowing I've got people in my corner that are, I have 49 accountability partners, you know, that I've all achieved at a high level that aren't going to put up with any crap for me. They're not going to be like, oh, you had a bad day, David. Oh, that's nice. You know, all of them are going to be like, so when's it, when's it launching? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah. I'm working on it. You know, so that is what, I need from a group like that. And that's what, you know, I think it's amazing. It's so interesting because what people would think is that, well, I want to join a group like that so I can learn all of the, the logistics. And like, there's there's some secret how-tos that I just don't know yet. And and there are, but that's not what the biggest value is. It's like, no, the biggest value is that my confidence has increased dramatically because I'm around people that understand, right? Like there's a shared understanding therefore it breeds a shared confidence that empowers you inspires you to go and just take action on things that you probably already knew how to do a lot of the stuff but because of that group you know i got there's people in my corner man they got my back i'm not out here being the lonely dj because mm-hmm. there's not but there's probably not many people around 
our area geographically that are in your league with what you're doing. And so, but there are around the country. There's mm-hmm. people that are great. Oh, absolutely. And so it puts you in the in proximity of those that are preeminent in your profession, which again, gives you that confidence to then go, okay, I can, I can go another level, man. I can get this thing bigger. That again, I just, that's not what you sign up for, but that's what you get when you're a part of some of these groups. And it's just an amazing thing that I, I know for us, it's been huge. We're in a couple different things, but um, for me on that total life freedom group, it's empowered me to, again, remember that piece of like, man, I'm not building this business to like, the purpose isn't to build the business. Like you, this, the building the business is part of my fulfilling the purpose over here to do this other thing. Yeah. It's a great reminder of that. Right. And so you can come back and you're like, okay, I got the confidence to do it and do it the way that I'm supposed to be doing it instead of being a slave to my company. Yeah. Uh, and then the same thing, the industry group that I'm in, it's like, but then I know it's similar to what you just said, like Chad and I, we went to this event and they told us like, we're doing it different than all of them are doing it. But these people who are like much higher levels of business, they've been in business longer. They got more financials. They looked at what we were doing and they're like, huh? And you could tell they're like, these guys are on to something. And so it gave us more confidence coming out. We're like, okay, we got this. We can yeah. do this thing. So it's just such a cool part of, again, figuring out how to grow and leverage and build a team that can take you to the next level. I think you're totally right. I think the the way that I like to talk about all those different kinds of ideas is that, you know, you, Josh, you, Chad, you're born with an inherent potential, right? And I think, you know, we talk with the ESP community about this all the time. There's this sense that that someone else needs to give you potential. And I think you're talking about like a lot of young entrepreneurs. They're like, I need to be part of this group so that I can have some of your potential. And that's that's just not how it is. You look at like participants at ESP. Sometimes you'll, with some of the younger camp counselors, they're like, I'm here so that you can do things. Like, no, 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 that's not what it is. That inherent potential is already there. You just need someone to help you unlock it. You know, because yeah. it's already inside of you. So when, you, when you're when you in a group, it's literally just someone being like, all right, I'm just going to peel off this layer and let you look in the mirror. And you're like, oh, I already could do this. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's already here. Like you're just helping me believe in myself yeah. and giving me the the tools to help me already do what I can do. Because, you know, everyone's got gifts. You just have to figure out how to channel them. Have you found through the more you're in groups and the more you learn and grow, the more you want to teach other people? Absolutely. That's wild, right? I think we, we're yeah. all similar in that fashion of the more things in business and, and the combination of life and business together that we, we figure out or we have those light bulb moments where there's like some desire to like want to teach it back. We're yeah. like, oh my God, don't wait as long as I did to learn this. Let me let me help you now. And when you're in the process of doing the teaching, it's just like further ingrains into your spirit, like how to execute yeah, it yourself because yeah. you're like passing it on. And mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I think that goes into what David talked about like his core values. It's like you're taking it and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't about me being the hero, man. Let me be the guide. Let me go teach some other people how yeah. to do this stuff and express and transfer that confidence and belief. So, all right, Chad, I know you love this. Here we go, David. We're going to land the ninja plane. Yeah, so you're the co-pilot. I'm the pilot, obviously, because I got the cool T-shirt. We'll get you one. Our next one-on-one meeting, brother, I'll give you one of those T-shirts. Um, hey, I want to end on this, man. So again, t-shirt Tuesdays. This right? is <laughs> this is all about learning how to grow a team, but we're we're all we're all about trying something new. We don't care about we're, we're we care about being successful. We don't care about necessarily looking successful. That's a great like add on if we can get it. You know, it's like no, nah, we just want we believe in what we're doing. And I think again, the the thing we were just talking about, there is this piece for us even with the podcast is like, man, we just want to 
we just want to bless other people with what we've been blessed with from a knowledge and belief and confidence and, and then trying to make it fun too, right? Trying to make it funny and fun. But we have this thing, we probably will do it again, called the max out moment. It's about getting stronger. And so at the end of the episode, man, let's max out. What is the, if you could offer one thing to our audience, and this is like, man, this is the, the biggest thing you can take away from this, is this one point. Take this, implement it, and it'll help you create the momentum, again, to get stronger and to have a stronger business and have a stronger career. What would that max out moment be from D- DJ David Osborne? Yeah. Uh, your business is a reflection of what's happening inside of your brain. And the more that you love yourself, the more confidence and self-care that you have for yourself, the stronger your business is going to be. Because anything that doesn't, when there's not that one-to-one connection of a, a healthy mind and a healthy spirit and a healthy body and all those things, it's, you're just, you're, you're depleting the bank, right? So everything that you want to scale, you want to develop, you don't need, you don't need someone else to give you the answers. You already have it. You just have to trust yourself and always put out maximum energy, whatever that looks like for you. You know, um, obviously some people are introverts and they don't, you know, that is draining for them, but I mean, put out good content, put out good vibes. Don't, uh, like Gary Vee says, it's not about, it's not about taking, it's about giving, give, 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 and then, then you can ask for something, but it's always about what can I provide? And you can't provide, it's like in the airplanes, you know, you got to put your own mask on first before you can help others. You got to, you got to get yourself right, get your mind right, get your confidence, get your, get your relationships, and then you move forward. Dude, that is so awesome. That's way more than Chad could lift. You maxed out Chad for sure beyond his capacity. <laughs> I can't now, I mean, work out in my dress shirts over here. You he's like, uh, yeah, you don't want to pop a button like, Just to paint a picture out to all you audience members out there, because we're a podcast and you can't see us, I'm in like tucked in button-ups, and I got on penny loafers <laughs> and dress socks. And you guys, David's over here in a – T-shirt. He's got a T-shirt with a skeleton carrying a tequila bottle. It's like he's been on like a nine-day bender. Josh is over here with like some sort of like cool like local arch cleaning company version of a ninja logo thrown under an Adidas tracksuit. I mean, I I don't. For if we're ranking cool points here, guys. I'm pretty low on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, this is why you're the co-host. I'm the this host. Is, I, but you got, the, you, you got the hair, though. Man. I need like he a, does have I don't hair. have to do like a clothes change before podcast from now. You got he's, the hair, man. You he's good. like DJ CPA over here, man. You this is exactly what you would expect to show up. I have to like walk way. out the door and like step in the sand and get in the waves. And I'm about to go back to my little corner <laughs> cubicle down there. Jeez. That sunscreen on your nose looks phenomenal, though, man. We'll get you your little straw hat. You'll be ready to roll. David, tell our audience where they can find you at, man. Yeah, uh, Instagram is my playground. It's DJ underscore David Osborne. Company one is uh, Sound Insight Pro on Instagram. And then the new DJ education platform is Blueprint Learn, also on Instagram. So y'all check David out. Also, we're not going to announce the date here on this episode, but I think, David, you're back for Stronger Business, whatever this year is, 22. I hope so. That's the plan, right? Done deal. All right, unless Chad's trying to book himself DJ CPA to be up there on stage, I think it's you, brother. But, man, thanks so much for being on the Stronger Business Podcast and for uh, sharing your wisdom with us. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. 
If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.